Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good evening. I trust that you are well. And we thank the Lord for this day to be in his presence and be taught on his word. We were discussing last night on the importance of correctly utilizing our creative <coughs> assets. Can you all hear me? Amen. Uh, life at its basest form are words and thoughts. Words and thoughts are the substances or energies that are responsible for the creation of life and reality. <clears throat> In other words, your entire world is the expression or manifestation of words and thoughts that you have either received or processed. So the world you live in the world you are exposed to is the world of your own making. This means you're entirely responsible for the makeup of your life. Because all of your life and your reality comes from your thoughts and your words because your words and energies I mean your words and thoughts are the containers of the energies necessary to make things real. So, reality, or what we, you regard as your reality, is really subjective. Because at any given point in time, there are an infinite number of variables in thought and speech processes. So your thinking and 
your talking is what creates your reality hence your reality may be different from my reality because of the energies that comprise within my thoughts that perpetuate that reality so to think really is the most divine thing a human being can do to think because thinking implies the amalgamation or the employment of the processes of the mind in order to derive or, ext- or extract an outcome so w- when talking about thinking i'm not talking about worrying because worrying and thinking are two different things worrying and stressing are two different things when you worry or when you stress you're you're utilizing negative energies hence the result that always comes from that is always destructive now thinking is using the instruments the faculties of your minds to reach an outcome so you can think yourself out of problems you can think yourself out of um situations you can think yourself outside of challenges because that is the divine process to reaching solutions and outcomes so many people's problems would really be solved or dealt with if they would only take the time to sit down and think when paul begins to measure maturity he says when i was a child i spake like a child i thought like a child and i understood like a child he says but when i became a man i put away childish things then he says when i became a man the 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 reverse of that is what he began to do he said i began to think understand and speak in other words immaturity is revealed through speaking without thinking you are babe in life if all you do is talk before thinking that means you have not yet mastered the processes of communication and not only communication but creative communication so he says thinking before talking is a sign of maturity bible says be not haste to give a reply so there is a need for one to begin undergoing the process of changing and building a new frame of mindset to live in the reality that you desire 
because you may have been using your mind and the faculties of your spirit to continuously pump out a reality that you do not desire. To continuously bring forth experiences that are undesirable. The scripture tells us that a, a, a tree is known by its fruit. So a good man can only bring forth good fruit. So in order for you to eat the fruit of wealth, abundance, health, great life, peaceful life, prosperous life, you must first become that which you want to eat. So you can only experience the fruit of prosperity if there is a change or in you becoming that in your mind, that in your psyche. The Greek calls it suke. That, that is the Greek word for soul, suke. But but in in, in, in biology it's called it's called your psyche. And it is your psyche really that that determines and controls your life. And Adam became a living soul. He became a living soul. In other words, the functionaries of his, his, his body, the functions of his life were, were determined from the seat of his soul. And every single thing that he was going to achieve had to have come from his soul, his suke, his nefesh. So to live the life of your dreams, you have to be deliberate in its design. you cannot leave it to chance or external forces. You have to participate in the implementation of thought processes and word processes to reach your desired outcome, the life you want to live. But in order for you to begin that journey, you must first confront the fact that every single thing in your life right now as an experience has been the creation of either your participation or the lack of the participation in the lack of manifestation. So, in other words, you lack today, you may be poor today, you may suffer ill health today because you decided not to participate in the health processes, in the money-making processes that would result in you not being sick, poor, or in lack. No one else is responsible for that. And here's a basic example, right? Here's a basic example of, of what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, 
here you are at 16, 17 years old, your metabolism is still on your side. So your body is able to burn calories even when you are not as active. And the more you grow, the more your metabolism clogs up and becomes inefficient in doing its job, right? Which is the regulation of your metabolic functions because your metabolism really is the base of your physiology. So your life as a human being or as a human body is found in the metabolic processes that take place cellularly in your cell structures. So when they fail to perform, your body, your organs, your systems begin to function irregularly. And then what begins to happen is that the more you neglect that, the more you, you forfeit helping your metabolism help you. So what begins to happen is that you wonder why now you're starting to pick up weight. You wonder why now it's difficult to do certain things. You wonder why now it's a drag for you to do certain things. Your mind doesn't work as it is. You get tired easily. You are fatigued all the time. You're no longer like you were when you were younger. The problem is not age. This is what I want you to understand. The problem is not age. The problem is that you have let yourself go. You have not taken the responsibility required by nature to assist the metabolic functions of your body in burning those calories, keeping you lean, helping your cells, helping your brain, helping your organs function at an optimal level. And then by age 40, you begin finding out that you have diabetes or you have low blood sugar or you have all these kind of diseases, cholesterol and so forth. The problem was not that you did not have the opportunity to do something about your downward spiral of your health. The problem was that you've not taken responsibility. Because the purpose of food is not indulgence, but the purpose of food is for the expenditure of energy. So you eat in order to expend energy. So now when you eat more food, then you burn. What begins to happen is that there's an imbalance in how you operate. And that not only affects you physically, but it begins to affect you mentally. Whose problem is that? It's not McDonald's problem. It's not KFC's problem. It's, it's your problem. So, your mentality brought 
you to a state of metabolic dysfunction. And now your immune system is incapable of warding off all these diseases and all these irregularities. And then you look up and you say, God, where are you? And this is what you do when it comes to your finances. This is what you do when it comes to other areas of your life. It's a sin to be poor. Because poverty is a reflection of a man's impoverished mind. Is a reflection of the incapability of the mind to function. So poor people's mind are clogged up. And the cog that makes the machinery moves is, is now stuck. So you stuck in a rut mentally, psychologically, spiritually. And, and yet you, you are able to think about your dissatisfaction about the state in which you are in, but you are unable to think of the way out. And that's where many people's life are at right now. They are at the point at which they are confronted by their dissatisfaction of where they are, but they have never taken the leap to begin the process of coming out. Because coming out of where you are requires a change of mindset. And that change of mindset requires strenuous work. Because you are the thoughts you habitually think about. So your thought processes are, are, are locked in a loop cycle. Yeah, I don't like my life. My life is unpleasant. Yeah, I don't like the way I look. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have money. Yeah, what are you going to do? You don't have it. Yes, we know. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, yes, what are you going to do about it? It's not enough just to end at saying that you don't like something. You must know what you're going to do about it. And if you don't know what you're going to do about it, you have to find out. Nobody's going to do that job for you. You brought yourself into that state. So we must stop running away from the responsibility of changing what we don't like about our lives. We must stop deflecting and justifying all the reasons that brought us to where we are and negate the fact that even after that, we still need to come out of it. We 
still need to come out of it. And coming out of it takes the same amount of work that it took to come into it. So failure to think correctly, failure to think rightly about life and about things is what keeps people in same positions in life for a very long time. Hallelujah. Turn turn your Bibles to the book of Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter ten. So you've got to build the mindset for the life you want to live. You've got to build the mindset for the person you want to become. You've got to build the mindset for the things you want to possess, for the achievements or the goals, the objectives you want to achieve. You cannot achieve anything without the equivalent mindset. You cannot accomplish anything, become anything without the equivalent mindset because it is the mindset that takes you where you want to be. It's the mindset. It's it's the certain type of thought patterns, thought processes that will lead you to where you want to be. So it, it is a mindset that will make you prosperous. It is a mindset that will make you fit and healthy. It is a mindset. It, it is not just action. It is not just acting. It is a mindset because the mindset is what regulates the actions. So mindset is essential for everything you want to be. So if you want to be prosperous, you must build the mindset of a prosperous man. If you want to be healthy, you must build the mindset of a healthy woman or healthy man. If you want my God to have peace, you must build that mindset. Because without that mindset, you can never become. Oh, oh, oh. Let, 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 let me show it to you. Let me show it to you in Romans chapter 8. Let me show it to you in Romans chapter 8. You can stay there. You can stay there in, in, in 2 Corinthians. I, I want to show you. For those who live according the lifestyle of the flesh is made a reality by the mindset. Because it says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. So the lifestyle is determined by the mindset. What you set your mind on is the life you will live. So you ask, then pastor, why am I poor? Because of your mindset. You have a poor mindset. Pastor, why am I sickly? Why is my health going down the drain? It's because you have a poor mindset. You have a sickly mindset. You need to abolish the mindset that keeps you poor before you can build the mindset that will make you rich. 
if you never do that, you will you will always be poor. And it will not be because God doesn't want you well. It will be because of your own mindset. It will be because of the settings done in your mind. So he says, those who leave according to the flesh. He says, it is because they set their mind on the things of the flesh. So mindset is essential. What is mindset? Mindset are the, is the thought pattern, is, is a fixed mental attitude regarding an object or a subject. It is the equivalent of the negative side, which is called stronghold. Mindset are the thoughts you hold dear in your life. Let's read Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Habitual thoughts the most dominating thoughts in your mind. Those are the thoughts you gravitate towards the most. Like when somebody hurts you or when somebody does you wrong, look at where your thoughts gravitate toward. Look at the kind of thoughts that you gravitate towards. That is your mindset. When you are rejected, when somebody says no, when somebody rebukes you, when somebody scolds you, when somebody tries to correct you, you, you will default. It's a default think, thinking pattern. That's what a mindset is. It's a default thinking pattern. It's your default mode. And we always fall to our mindset. And the kind of mindset we live is reflected in our lives. I mean, the kind of mindset we have is reflected in our lives. Relationships are about mindset. Business is about mindset. Wealth, abundance, health. Is about mindset. Let's read chapter 10, verse number four. For the weapons of our warfare, the instruments, the instruments of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty to God for the destruction of strongholds. He says, the instruments of our warfare. He says, we are engaged in a mental warfare. We are engaged in a psychological warfare. We are engaged in a warfare which requires a deployment of tools 
that God give us to eradicate and destroy strongholds. Like I said, strongholds are ideas, are thoughts that you hold dear to your life. Those are the thoughts that make up the mental structures and fortifications. So everything you hear will be filtered and give you a perspective on the base of those framework in your mind. So the thoughts that that have formed deep roots in you. You can't tell if you, you will offend a poor person if you tell them that they have to give themselves in order for them to come out of poverty. You will offend them. Why? Because their mindset cannot see any other perspective than the perspective in which they are in. So he says, those are, those are strongholds that place you under imprisonment. There are people who just can't come out of, 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 of debt. There are people who just can't come out of addictions. It's strongholds. And the only thing that is required for them or for their addiction to be totally destroyed is the destruction of that stronghold. That stronghold must be destroyed. Because Peter Venture is not destroyed, there will be no change in the habit. There will be no change in the behavior. So really the behavior is, is, is fostered or energized by the stronghold, by the idea that is implanted and had find roots in your mind. So he says, the strongholds must be destroyed. And then he says, for the abolishment or destruction of arguments. So there are, there are, there are certain kind of reasonings I'd like to read this to you in the Amplified. I'd like to read this to you in the Amplified. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds, inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings. And every proud and lofty thing that set itself up against the true knowledge of God. He said, it is your responsibility to refute, to destroy arguments in your mind. Arguments in your mind, theories in your mind, reasonings in your mind. That, and, that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. In other words, things that set thoughts, reasonings, arguments that set themselves against the knowledge of God concerning your health, prosperity, wealth, family life, and all destiny, and all these other things. He says, you've got to refuse them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and the word their arguments is from the Greek word logismos, which comes from the, uh, I mean, the Greek word logizomai. Logizomai means 
Logizomai means to think or compute or impute thoughts and ideas. So there's a computational process that is taking place in your mind constantly that will either foster a destructive or productive life. So the, 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 the truest form of education or the most important form of education that the human being me needs is the education of how to utilize the mind and the mouth. Because if he can learn how to use his mind, he can create anything. If he learns how to use his mouth, he can establish anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's a replacement of ideas, a replacement of thoughts, a replacement of information and knowledge that needs to take place within the stratas of your mind. And that would require not only a renovation, not only a renovation, but a rebuilding of how you think. And that renovation will require first a demolishment, a demolishing of false ideas, of false reasonings, of false theories, of false information that has brought your life experience to where it is now. And it's not going to be easy. The education is harder than re, I mean, the education is harder than education. Because all those junk needs to come out. All that nonsense ideas and thoughts you've had about life needs to come out. Because the adoption of a new frame, of a new mindset will require a total renewal, a total refurbishment to take place in your mind. If we read Romans 12, let us read Romans 12 uh, for a moment. Romans 12, chapter 2, he says, and do not be conformed to this world. In other words, do not adapt to this world, to the system, but be transformed you see that? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can only be transformed if your mind is renewed. So if you want life transformation, if you want to recreate how your life looks, he says you need to undergo mind renewal. The word them renewing is the Greek word inokinosis. It means to make new again. The scripture tells us in, in Psalm chapter 23 that the Lord restores my soul. That is the akin word for inokinosis. It means that if you want your life to change, your mind must be renewed. So the first change in your life, the first transformation in life will or must take place in the mind. 
So your mind must renew. So, so, so the ideas you have now, you must begin to demolish. You must begin to uproot and replace them with new ideas and replace them with new reasonings and replace them with new ideologies and replace them with new information and knowledge that will bring about that transformation because you will never be transformed until your mind is renewed. I will repeat that. You will never be transformed. Your life will never be transformed until your mind is renewed. Your mind must be renewed. So you've got to look at your life and you've got to look at all the undesired aspects and facets of your life. And you've got to look at all those departments and begin to, 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 to find out and investigate how you need to think in order for this to change. How you need to start thinking in order for this uh, to change. And then you've got to look at how you are thinking now, this is how you need to think. And then from there, begin the process of renewal. And you renew your mind by in, imputing and computing of new and fresh and correct and right information. And it is brooding and staying and remaining with that information that will bring mind transformation. That's why we meditate. That's why we chant. That's why, my God, we think. That's why we speak. The reason why we do all those things is for the purpose of assimilating, imputing, and the computational process of bringing into our lives, into our minds, new ideas, new ways of thinking, new ideologies and new idioms for the new life that we want to experience. So the problem is that you're trying to change externally what requires an internal renewal and that's why it's not working. That's why you're always frustrated. You don't stop drinking by stopping to go to the liquor store. That's not how you stop drinking. You've got to start by changing how you think about drink, how you think about alcohol. You've got to use information and knowledge that will promote you leaving it and staying alcohol free not by just staying away because what will happen is that because you of the mindset you already possess about drinking what you have begun doing is that in that mindset you have begun setting behaviors and cues so when those cues are triggered you will drink So you need to change your ideology around that particular area. Let's look at it. Second Corinthians chapter number four. Am I helping you?
That's why I said the most dangerous thing to do is to become friends with which you share the same mindset, especially if you are in a low frame in life. If you want to be here in life, you don't spend time with people that are here in life. Because the reason why the people that you are with are here in life here at this point in life is because of their mindset but you want to be here but you keep hanging around with people that are here oh what do you think do you think you're gonna make the leap how are you gonna make the leap because there's a mindset void there's an information gap there's a knowledge gap between the people that are here and those that are here so what do you need to do in order for you to make the gap to make the jump you, you must ascend to spend time with the people that are here because the people that are here have the mindset to keep them where they are so if all your friends are broke you will be broke if you, all your friends are not, are not readers, you will never read a book. You will never pick up a book in your life. Because you're hanging around with people that are, that are low-hanging. And that's, that's not to say anything bad about them, but that's to reveal the, the deficiency that exist in you in reaching your desired life whatever that might be so to build a mindset you need to be in the right environment you can't want to be rich and all you you spending 80% of your time in the slums. And then your excuse would be, no, that's where I live. That's where I live. It's there where, is, is, is that where you want to live for the rest of your life? No, no. So go to the places where you want to live and spend most of your time there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just just study, study the contents. Hanthra Aktra. Study the contents. Study the contents of your phone calls with your friends, with your study the, study the context. It will tell you why you are where you are. There are people when they pick up their phones and speak to the other person on their side on that side at the end of that phone call they're just sealed a, a deal that's going to make them more money. You're talking to that person for 3 years but there's still no fruitful outcome out of that conversations. You're wasting time. You are with their there, there are, there's a reason why rich people have personal assistance to filter out the important from the non-important. There's a reason why when you call certain companies, certain people, you will reach their PA first before you reach them. 
Because there needs to be a filter for success. Oh. I don't spend more than five minutes on a phone call. I rarely spend more than five minutes on any phone call. For what? For what? The only phone calls I spend more than five minutes on are those that enrich my spirit, enrich my soul, and benefit me financially. That's it. Now I'm calling to check up on you. No, so that you can gossip. So that you can gossip. That's why you're calling. So that you can gossip. And then you justify it by, no, we, we, we're just sharing. You're not sharing, you're gossiping. You use your airtime, you use your data to, in, to ingest poison into you. Bad news. Do, 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 do you know, do you know I don't, I don't take bad news. If you want to tell me something that's bad or anything, then keep it to yourself. That's me. Keep it to yourself. I want to hear it. If there's a problem, whatnot, I don't want to hear it. Does it involve me? No, I don't want to hear it. Why? Why should I? Why should I? Why should I receive energies that will affect my mind, that will affect my emotions? For what? For what? Tell me, for what? What will it serve me? What will it serve me? It won't serve me. And that's a problem with many of us. That's the problem with many of us is that you, you take up so many, so many of human issues, human problems, this and that, dramas, all this. They are all in your mind. Your mind is messed up. You know every secret about everybody. Tell me, how do you, how can you sleep at night? Why? Because you, you don't decisively avoid things that hurt. I told you yesterday what the Bible says, protect your heart. Protect your heart. That time my wife uh, wants to tell me something about somebody or something that happened. I just said, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. And, and that's not me trying to be, uh, that's not me trying to, no, it's just that I want to hear it. It, 
It has nothing to do with me. It doesn't add anything to me. It doesn't add any stature to me. So why should I hear it? Keep, no, no. If it, if it involves me and affects me and needs my input, yes, I'll get involved. But if it doesn't, no. That's why I don't like people's problems. The Bible says, mind your own business. That's what the Bible says. Study to be quiet. Study to be quiet. That means, mind what's in your household. Whoever's doing one, let him do it. Problem is that you are too concerned about other people's lives. You are too concerned. Why? Because you are trying, you are trying to distract yourself from the mess of in your own life. So you you constantly receiving distraction. You want the distractions. Mind your business. If if you want peace in your life, mind your business. Oh my God. That's that's more that's more emotional. That thing wears you down. Oh Hashem, ah, ah, they are alive. Oh, what are they gonna do? So all of a sudden a string of thoughts is created. And the things that require listen, listen, if you spend too much time expending your energy of on things that do not concern you you will not have the energy to deal with things that concern you when they come preserve your energy conserve your energy for things that matter and one of the things one of the things you must learn doing you must you must learn to spend less time on phone calls learn to spend less time on phone calls have a buffer for the kind of phone calls you accept do they build your spirit do they build your soul do they bring money into your account are there opportunities for you Oh, it's just a chitty chatter, chitty chatter, chitty chatter, ungodly chatter. My brother, my sister, is what is bringing curses into many lives. Yeah, shut up, shut up. What if Sister Ola was just was just a lady asking for direction? How are you to a conversation you just saw? They were up close. Eblan Munaha was pointing, you know, Gare Wamohaga. So shut up! Hey, shut up! Stop fetching bad news. Stop collecting bad news. Don't let this thing be a bad news collector, a problem collector. If you don't edify, if you don't bring money into your account, if you don't bring in an opportunity, don't answer it. Don't stay long. Just tell them, you know what, I'm busy, we'll talk later. That's it. Start changing the way you think about life. Start changing the way you process life. 
Hallelujah. I said second Corinthians chapter 4. I'm running out of time. Oh my God. Three minutes before you go to bed, you're on the phone. Tell me, how are you going to sleep? What kind of dreams are you going to have? You tell me, what kind of, what kind of dreams, what kind of thoughts are you going to have? Oh, do, do, do you see why our lives are a mess? Just five minutes before you go to bed, you're on Twitter, you're in Instagram. And Instagram has that feed. I don't even have it. I don't, I don't have social media. But Instagram has that feed. They have that feed when you enter. You just see everybody. Two minutes just before you go to bed. bikini. You don't give your mind time to cool down, to calm down, to reset, to rest. No. And then you must lose sleep. <laughs> oh my Lord. Lose sleep. Twisting and turning, twisting and turning. I can't sleep, you know. You know, I'm under demonic pressure. It's not demonic pressure. Praise the Lord. Listen, if you're not making money, you don't have, you don't have time talking three hours on the phone with a friend. If, you, if you're broke, if you're broke, <laughs> yeah, my Lord. Mm. And then Rapala, five minutes, or oh, dear Jesus, hallelujah, Rabadabaha, bless me, oh Lord. Five minutes, but you're three hours. Three hours. And then our Adiberek, the Lord says, Jesus says, I'm the Adiberek. insurance. <laughs> Hello, I'm calling from City Life Insurance. Uh, yes, how can I help you? Hello, yes, uh, we are trying. We have a promotion on... <laughs> Me, the, the moment I hear, Hello, Mr. Minisi, I'm from... I drop the phone. There's no need for me. For what? Don't waste my time. I'd rather waste my time. I don't want other people to waste my time. But the problem is that we have many other, we have people wasting our times. You don't even have the luxury of wasting your own time. <laughs> mindset, mindset, mindset. 
it's 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 a mindset that w- that makes you a winner in life it's a mindset it's mindset that brings in money it's mindset that brings in business opportunities it's mindset 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 and it takes time to build a mindset it takes hard work to build a mindset it takes pain to build mindset it takes a lot of excruciating amount of labor to build mindset and you can't spend your time wasting it on things that are weak that are shallow that have no depth Usain Bolt was busy running to school, was busy running at break time, was busy running, 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 and then he won five, six Olympic championships. And everybody says he's got a talent, he's got a gift. Nobody's seeing all the times he was running without shoes, pain, going through the heat, the sun, going, being scorched, going through the cold of the rain. Nobody's seen all that. Because it's that mindset that he developed during those unseen years that made him perform at the world stage. You can change your life today. You can begin transforming your life today. You just need to change your mindset and build a mindset that will take you where you need to be, give you what you want to have. That's what it's going to take. Mindset. Mindset. I win because I'm a winner. It's not accidental. Winning is not accidental. It's not luck. I'm a winner. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. That's where it all begins. Let's read. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm running out of time. Verse 18. while we do not consider or while we do not take aim because the greek word for look there is scopeo it means it, 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 it that's where the, the word scope comes from and he says while we do not fix our attention on things that are seen but at the things he says spy at look at set your aim at things that are not seen things that are not seen i just heard somebody say right now then if 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 you if you if if you say that we can share uh, bad things how then are we supposed to talk to each other can't you make positive conversations? Are, are you incapable of that? That means many, many relationships, that means your relationships are based on negative premise. Listen, if you can't have anything to talk about outside other things, other people's business, then that means that 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 relationship is based on wrong foundations. 
That friendship is based on wrong foundations. And you need to reconsider your friendship. <laughs> why why do we why are we so why are we so vulnerable to destructive relationships? It's like it's like the vast majority of societies are addicted to negatively charged relationships. You find somebody say, you know, me and my wife don't fight. What? You and your wife don't fight. You don't, f what do you mean you don't fight? What, what do you mean you don't fight? is not normal. Lenyalole is not normal. It's based on lies. Imagine. So our world has has turned outside upside down. We don't know a world where relationships live and exist, coexist, and two people, three people, four people coexist in peace, in harmony in constructive and productive terms. We don't know it. If things are smooth, something is wrong. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine, a friend of mine once asked me, he said, you know, you know what? I've never heard you, I've never heard you once complain. I've never heard you once pour your heart out to me. Every time, how are you? You're great. You're awesome. Life is good. Hi, man. No, no, no. What's going on? Someone said, is everything all right in life? I see you don't post anymore on WhatsApp. <laughs> I, 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 I said, no, everything is fine. I thought you're going through something. Because nobody knows, nobody remembers that there was a time where there were no status updates on WhatsApp. So now it's not normal when you are not seen. It's dangerous, something is wrong. When you're always okay and fine and great, something is wrong. Because nobody knows a world where everybody is okay always at the same always all the time nobody knows it <laughs> because this world has been polluted by false ideologies and mindset projections Nizo fan logan begin da bazawan, beganin da bazin. Nizo fa. Umunda say I see you. Why look I see you? You know, wanake, wanake waiti. Hey, 
não se momos. Hallelujah. Let's read this. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. He says, we do not look. So we do not look at the things which are seen, things that are before us, right? The challenges, the problems, the issues. The, he says, if we want to change what we see, we must look at what is not seen. I'll repeat that. If you want to change what you see, you must start focusing on what you don't see. Because it's what you don't see that you want, right? It's the health that you don't see that you want. It's the business that you don't see that you want. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's the abundance that you don't see that you want. So don't look at the lack. Look at the abundance you don't see because the things which are seen are temporal. In other words, that lack has an expiry date. It is inbuilt with temporality. This means that the, the expiry date of your lack, of your poverty, will come into play once you have locked in on what you have not seen or what you do not see so once you have captured i was teaching you about capturing frames of reality last night once you captured the abundance you desire automatically the expiry date on the lack now comes into play because it is what is not seen that is eternal so he's telling us that focus on the eternal don't focus on the temporary don't focus on things that are subject to change. In other words, don't hold that position, that circumstance, that predicament as a permanent reality in your mind. So you don't need to spend your mind brooding, worrying, being anxious over it because that thing can change anytime. So he said, instead of focusing on something that can change anytime, he said, focus on the unchangeable. So this means that your thoughts are katia. Your thoughts are stronger than what you see. The energy of your thoughts are stronger than what's before you. Because if your thoughts can change what you see, that means what you see bows to what? To the energy, to the force of your thoughts. So that means the lack gets more worried, gets more scared when you stop Focusing on it. What it wants is that it wants you to focus on it. So trouble wants you to focus on it because by you focusing on it, you are what? You are bringing that thing to into what? Into permanency. Because you are taking what you don't see and you are what? You are bringing it into what you see. That's why worry is so dangerous. That's why depression is so dangerous. That's why anxiety is so dangerous. Because they have the potential of making that which is temporal, eternal. <laughs> they have the potential of making that which is temporal, permanent. So a switch. Look at Jesus. How do you think Jesus could sleep in a boat 
that was sinking. How could Jesus sleep soundly in a boat that was sinking? It was sinking. The Bible says the water had already begun coming in. The boat was sinking. And Jesus was sleeping. How could he do that? How could Peter sleep knowing that tomorrow he's going to die? Who, who of us here can say, nah, now I'll have a night's sleep? Knowing that tomorrow, that day, just, just the day before, your, your colleague was executed, beheaded. John was killed. You saw him die. So you know that this, this, is, no, this is no joke. And they only spared you because it was a Jewish holiday. But tomorrow you are going, Papa. And when the angel finds him, he finds him snoring. The angel had to wake him up. That's how in deep sleep he was. The angel had to wake him up. The guy was sleeping. Tomorrow was his execution day. How could he sleep? How could they do what they did? What kind, what kind of mentality? What kind of mindset did they have? And look at Jesus. When Jesus wakes up, when Peter said, carry it down, not that we perish. Jesus wakes up and he keeps quiet and he walks right through them. And he goes right through the storm, through the waves. And he says, peace be still. And the Bible says there was a great calm and everybody was shocked. And they said, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. And then he turned around. He said, why did you fear, O ye of little faith? Because all they needed was faith. <laughs> that means, that means, that means no matter how much of the water got into the boat, if they all had faith, they would not have sunk. Something would have happened to make sure that they reached where they, they, they reached. Something would have happened. The unseen would have taken over. Have you ever been in that predicament? You don't know how you're going to come out of this. You don't know how you're going to do this. You don't know how you're going to solve this. You don't know. But you just said, you know what? I'm leaving it all in God's hand. I'm going to sleep. And then all of a sudden things worked out. If you have never been there, that means that you, you have you've held on to that problem, to that issue as though it was your own. Learn to let go. Learn to let go of what you cannot control. I will repeat it. Learn to let go of what you cannot control. Don't lose sleep over what you cannot control. Don't worry an iota, a minute, a second of your life over what you cannot control. Because what you cannot control is in God's hands. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mindset shifts. You've got, you've got to renew your mind. Hallelujah. Tomorrow I will, I, will, I will show you how you can begin the process 
of renewing your mind, how you can renew your mind, what tools you can use to renew your mind. There are three important tools that are necessary for the renewal of the mind is meditation, imagination, and speech. Meditation, imagination, and speech, talking. Those are the three essential tools that are important in renewal of the mind. And we will look into that uh, tomorrow evening in uh, day four installment of the RW um, workshop. Well, uh, I didn't say all I needed to say today, but I think I said all that was enough. I hope you were blessed. I hope you learned something. And I will upload this just uh, in a few minutes after we, we sign out. Well, thank you. Good night. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night.